Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, don't you love weekends? Don't you love birthday weekends? I'm surprised I'm standing upright. Welcome to it. This is Off The Bench. Scotty Sattler, grand final hero, 2003. Jason Matthews. I don't think I've done anything, actually. Well, Jason Matthews, let me take over here, Jason. Hello, listeners. 52 tomorrow. Yeah, I know. How good oh, is it? Which day, uh, mate, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's birthday week. Mm. And yep. it's been pretty quiet, to be honest. It's been pretty Will quiet. Be ha- I, mean, I know you love your food. Will you be having cake of any kind? Because I know you love your cake. Well, I've brought into the office today. You're not here. You're in our Sydney studios. I've brought in about 10 chocolate chip uh, muffins today. Even off of one to your wife. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, she looked at me as if it was stranger danger. I'm going, it's just a muffin bag. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just, it's, I'm not offering you anything else. And I swear to God, I had him, in, I was clothed. I had him in the container. Aria didn't make them. So it's, this my daughter. So they're safe There's to no eat. There's no arsenic in them. No, yeah, okay. they're safe to eat. Yeah, nice. But anyway, yes, it is birthday weekend. So I will be having a rather large weekend. Mm. Although my missus is working all weekend, Sats. But so, you, usually, you usually embrace that. I do. God, I do. So my daughters are taking me out for brekkie and then we're going out for dinner on, on Saturday night. So that'd be fantastic. Hey, listen, a uh, big show coming up. Boy, there's some trouble in the house at SEN. Jesus, some stuff going on. There's fighting, infighting going on between Cameron Smith and Brandy Alexander. I know, I know. Two of our legends. And I don't like it. I, I love like it. it. I love it. Who'd win a <sighs> fight? Okay, imagine this. They're both oiled up. Yep. They're, they're on the sand. Why, why have they got oil on the floor? Just stick with me. Right? Are, they, are they in budgie smugglers? They're in budgie smugglers. Okay. Yep. And they're on the set of It's a Knockout. Right? And they've got oily great poles. Oh, wasn't yep. that great? Fiona McDonald mm. and those teeth. Um, they've got oily poles. Who wins? Who wins round one between Brandy and the goat? <laughs> why, why oily poles? Because that's what they used to do, didn't they? They used to oil them up. So they're in budgie smugglers. Why is everything sexual with this is, I'm not suggesting this is sexual. I'm talking about it's a knockout. That's what they so used to do. Fight? Who wins? Who gets knocked out by the other person's oily pole in their budgie smugglers into the pool below? Well, I've played with Brandy at mm-hmm. Brandy's last year in 1999 at Penrith. And yes. I've showered with Brandy, so I'm saying. Whoa. What I do don't you know whether his pole will. No, they've got the plastic poles that they oh, give okay, them. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, both of them are from well, Cam's. From, he's a Logan boy, of course, between Gold Coast and Brisbane. Oh, this is fight this, dirty oh, there. Oh, yeah, they fight do. Fight dirty. Yep, yep. Um, Brandy is a Westie from Penrith. They fight dirty. Yeah. They so this is a fight. They'd be biting. This could be the never-ending fight between the two. Ke- I think the goat may win because of all those. Well, he's won everything else. That he apparently learnt down at Melbourne. That's what Brandy was saying. Well, that's, that's where all these techniques have started. What's a great segue? So, um, Brandy has suggested that Melbourne Storm are responsible for the chicken wing. The what grapple, else? The chicken wing, the hip drop, the cannonball, everything. And mm. Cam Smith hit back on his show on SCN on the captain's run and said this about Brandy. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know, Brandy's a, he's a great analyst of our game and one of the great players of our game. But I, I just don't know how you can come up with that comment. To say that 
single out one club to say they introduced that tackle into mm. our sport. I just that yeah, that's a, that's a little bit over the top yeah. because off the top of my head, I I can't ever recall seeing Brandy at one of our training sessions. I, I can't. Throughout my career, my 20 years at Melbourne, I, I can't recall. He, he may have down, been down there once or twice throughout mm. that time, but off the top of my head right now, I can't recall him ever being at training. But he's watched their games. Bang, that's an uppercut right there because it is based on an assumption that Melbourne were the pioneers of all these different tackles. Um, but were they not the pioneers of some of those sats? I don't know. And, and Cam hits the nail on the head. I can't remember Brandy being there. I've never been to a Melbourne Storm session where I can significantly say that I witnessed yeah, anything but hang of that on. nature. Hang on. You and Brandy have watched a lot of football. Yeah. And a lot of other people have watched a lot of football and have suggested over time that Melbourne were responsible for some of the uh, interesting tackle techniques that have been brought into our game, including the chicken wing. That's the one that pops to mind. Yeah. Do you know that um, I know our colleague... Gary Belcher disagrees with me here because he was part of the, the train team, um, conditioning team at the Brisbane Broncos. But the Brisbane Broncos, I believe, were the first to start the grapple. Right. They introduced it, I thought. This is my opinion. Playing against them through 2002 and 2003, I felt there was something that was coming into the game that I'd never experienced before, and it came from the Broncos. I think Craig Bellamy went down to Melbourne, and I think he... Fine-tuned it? Fine-tuned it. And there's nothing wrong with that in the sense that everyone is trying to find something mm. different. Mm. It's just that if you're a club that's willing to get the best people in to be experts at it, well, it's play on. Now, we've seen the game eradicate some of these, you know, the chicken wings and the grapple and the hip drop and the cannonball. I'm hungry now, by the way. I oh, know, yeah. talk of chicken wings. Me too. Um <laughs> They've tried to eradicate that out of the game, but mm. there will always be something else reintroduced into the game to try and you know, just try and flirt with the rules a little bit. Uh, to, so to, to answer the question around did Manly invent them, I don't know. Right. I, I, I couldn't be confident in saying whether they have or not. What I can tell you is whatever has been introduced into the game by whoever, Melbourne have always been better than everyone else at it. Yep. All righty. Uh, Brandy did hit back, by the way, uh, this morning. I didn't think it was any type of revelation uh, when I made those comments about uh, the the hip drop emanating out of the Melbourne Storm, I was actually surprised that Cameron and Denham were surprised that someone would actually think that that the hip drop tackle started out of Melbourne. Now, I, I just thought it was general consensus that over the last twenty years, all the tackles, the wrestle techniques, have come from Melbourne. Now, I might be generalising or even jumping to a conclusion, but I, I, I don't think I am. There you go. Both of them very, very concise and articulate with their delivery of, of, uh, of both their angles on it. Um, I like Brandy's angle as well. Like, he is right. A lot, of the, a lot of them have come out of Melbourne, but whether they were started at Melbourne, well, whether they were the pioneers, not quite sure. Or whether they perfected it. I, I can't see anything wrong with Brandy's comments because I just thought that was what everyone thought as well. Exactly right. Exactly right. I, I thought he covered himself off really well there, Brandy. I, th I think both. Yeah, right yeah, in yeah, their, in yeah. their addre addressing the, the issue. I remember Max King when he was at Melbourne, he got pulled up for what is now called a, a, a hip drop. Um, and again, 
you know, Badge and I throughout the week, I feel as though it's a learnt behaviour. I feel as though it's something that's coached. Uh, he disagrees. I think the Brisbane Broncos, who have now had two players, mm. Tom Flegler on two occasions and now Pat Carrigan, yeah, there's, there's no coincidence that, yeah. that this is happening more and more in the game um, and that it's a learned behaviour. Mm. Who started it? Not quite sure. Mm. Who's perfecting it at the moment? Well, that's probably the that's probably the, the, the biggest discussion. It's like a couple of kids arguing at home. Who start? I didn't start this. She did. This is what it sounds like. And I can't. Gr- I can't wait to hear these two on air together Monday morning at eight o'clock on SCN. Oh, they are too. Yeah, yeah Ken I goes can't on wait. Brandy's show. There's going to be. You know what? There's going to be a punch up. I can feel it. And if there's not, I'm disappointed. Knowing Brandy the way I do, yep. and knowing the way the Cam the way we do, um, I feel as though that there'll be a phone call made over the weekend. I hope I think, not. For ratings purposes, I hope there's not. There just should be two jousting sticks <laughs> and a couple of horses Oil. in the car park. Yeah. And a couple of ponies. Ponies look better. Shetland ponies. Yes. Shetland ponies. Well, given and our budgets, I reckon it would be Shetland ponies. And they've, and they've got to be dressed in... Actually, what about human horses? So you'll get people in a horse outfit, right? They'll have the boys on their backs. Mm. Like, Denon could be the lead in one of the horses, couldn't he? We could <laughs> he said he's got a long head. Yeah, and Vossi. Vossi could be the, the ass of that horse. Mm. And then, then you have the Cam Smith. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, what anyway. are you saying about Vossi? No, nothing. I'm just trying to think who we could yeah, use that, to make the horse. That'll be interesting, but on Monday... You are right, but, Jase, I think Brandy covered it really well and really articulately when he says, I, I just thought everyone thought this. Yeah. I'm just verbalising it. So, yeah, I, I think they've both got a pretty good argument, to be honest. What about the, the uh, clamour dilemma before we get on to where the grand final is going to be played? Um, uh, I can't it, believe this is a story. I can't either. And we're talking about it. In the heat of a battle, he's told the trainer to get nicked. I'm not coming yeah. off. It's and called him a word that starts with C. Yeah. And the trainer, who is a very well-recognised trainer, a terrific guy as well, Hayden Knowles, he's complained to what would be regarded as HR in the in the rugby league organisation. Now, that surprised me that there's HR at football clubs. That actually what? surprised me. Yeah, it's usually the general manager of footy that then reports up to the CEO about something like that. So, Betsy would have got this complaint. Yep. It's Betsy's fault. So, so Betsy would have a sign on his desk... That says HR. General Manager of Footy slash Human Resources. Ooh, so the full term. Not not just, not the initials. No. He'd have Human re- Director yep. of Human Resources. Yep. So if you've been hit lighting under a rock uh, all week, uh, David Clemmer asked to come off the field. As you said, trainer says, come on, Dave, you're off. He says, go and get nicked. Uh, words to the effect. And comes off about two minutes later. Now, from that complaint, he received a show cause notice. Oh. I'd be surprised if there's got to be more involved than other than telling the trainer to get nicked. I'm not coming off. I know the trainer, I know the coach is seeing things that the player can't see on the field and probably needs him to come off. But as a player, you want to stay on the field. So, you know. Geez, Newcastle need more of that passion in their players, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They do. Um, I can see where Adam O'Brien's coming from. I can also see where David Clemmer's coming from. Now, um, to receive a show cause notice for this is surprising. When t- grown men can sit down and talk about this, thrash it out and just move on. We're hearing from Michelle Bishop, one of our colleagues as well, um, through SEN and, and Channel 7, saying that her sources are telling her that 
he's gained so much support and he's been able to also show evidence that a word of that nature is used quite commonly Absolutely. in the rugby league landscape, Absolutely. that the show cause notice may be re- redacted and an apology may be given to David Clemmer. So watch this space. Yeah, interesting. Hey, listen, uh, another thing we need to touch on is where the grand final is uh, going to be. Volandis is taking on the New South Wales government at the moment. He reckons this is when uh, a decision may be made. Look, it'll probably be made at the weekend or on Monday at the earliest. We have to go to sale on the tickets. But if it went to Queensland, the tickets would be sold within 48 hours. I don't think we've got any problem there. But if it stays in New South Wales, we need to make a quick decision and get the tickets uh, available for sale. I, I don't think he'll take the grand final out of New South Wales. I don't think he'll do it to the footy fans of New South Wales. And uh, he just needs to work this out with uh, What's interesting is that the state government. On, he's taking on the politics of New South Wales and his comments, Peter Volandis, is political by his, just by his, his stance on this. Yeah, he's playing the political game here. He's going to take them on publicly. He's going to try and shame them, mm. name them and shame them and force them into a corner to then make the funding available. And he'll say, well, I'm not going to take the... But this the, could backfire. Start, the ...grand final out of the out of New South Wales. This could backfire big time, Sats, because I understand what the New South Wales government is saying. We're putting this towards flood relief. We have residents in New South Wales who are living in tents, right? And people say, well, $250 is not going to cover it. No, they're going to add that to, to the pond of cash that they've got. Yeah, and Probably this a bad choice of words, also, by the way. Peter, but... Peter Volandis did say there is billions in infrastructure put aside. It's going to cost billions to rebuild New South Wales. So this is the argument is around that they should be able to separate the two. And, you and you just, hit the, you just hit the nail on the head. The 250 they want to use to put on top of what they've already got allocated to flood relief. And, you know, part of me says, can they separate the two? But the, but the human part of me says, no, we need to do whatever we can to help the people who are less fortunate than what you and I are, Jace. Mm. And the grand final can be played wherever it needs to be played. Who cares? Yeah. Because there are yeah. far more important things. Absolutely. And I think it would be – I get where Peter Volandis is coming from. And he said, look, they've been reneging since 2017. We made an agreement. Yeah, but we didn't have COVID in 2017, which, which just killed the country for two years. Then we had two major floods in New South Wales in one year. That – hadn't happened. So you can't go back to an agreement in 2017. What I think... the goalposts have changed. Absolutely. I think what you need to do is you need to say, right, listen, let's just calm down a bit. You go and do your flood recovery. Can we we put it into next year's budget or the year after? And and, and then sign off on it and do what you have to do. I think it'd be very irresponsible of any government in any state in Australia to go, I'm taking two, I'm, I'm going to spend that $250 million on grandstands while you still don't have a house. And I think that's, I think that's not a very good look whatsoever. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Yeah. How about this for a Friday night game? The Manly seven are back and they're taking on the Eels at Four Pines Park tonight. And what's going to be a cracker of a, a Friday night footy game? I love Parramatta playing uh, Manly. As much as I love watching Manly in the storm, fierce rivals. Mm. How no, do you this see be, this one? Yeah, this would be a really good game. What, what I'm really interested to see is how the the Manly seven, um, Josh Schuster's not, he is in, but um, there's a chance that he may miss the game, I'm hearing, late mail. Um, but uh, in saying that, um, I'm going to be really interested how 
the Manly team react with their players returning. Mm. The, the players that came in last week, two debutants, three debutants, I should say, handled this themselves really, really well. And it's going to be interesting from all the reports we hear is that there is a split and a divide in this Manly team. Some players are really um, concerned and disappointed with how the, the seven players handled that pride jersey last weekend. Um, and Parramatta, on the other hand, well, they don't have Mitchell Moses, their key player. He's He's got a great kicking game. They lack a kicking game without him being there. And, and it being at four pines, Brookvale, um, Manly deserved to go in as favourites, I believe, because I've I got to say, Jace, I was looking at the draw last night and Parramatta or the Brisbane Broncos, I think there's a fear that they may not, they may, one of those teams may not make the finals. Mm. Probably Parra have been the most vulnerable, but Brisbane Broncos have been probably one of the shining lights this year and have really faded the last couple of weeks. Both on 26 points. Parra have Manly, South, Bulldogs. They play the Broncos in round 25 and then the Storm. The Broncos have the Knights, Storm, play Parramatta and the Dragons. So both probably sit side by side. So then you come down to... Yeah, for and against, and they both sit around the same as well. Parramatta a little bit worse off. And you've got the Roosters on 24 and the Rabbits on 24. But you've got the Raiders who have got a great run home, best run home in the comp on 22 points. Mm. So there's a chance that Parramatta may miss may miss the eight. You know you know what I like they about They need the, to win tonight. They need to well, win tonight yeah. if they're going to play finals. Well, you'd think the Raiders would come in. They would. I, I can't see two of those teams. Well, I can't see the Seagulls making it on 20 points. Rabbitohs uh, are still in the eight, in a in eight spot on twenty four. Oh, look, I, I think if the Seagulls lose tonight, it's it's season over for them. And I, I'm with you, mate. I reckon the Eels or the Broncos are in danger of missing out on the eight. And I think the team that will jump in there and take over is the Raiders. They're playing I some great the, footy, the Raiders. I think what what probably helps the Broncos that two of the games they've got the Knights next week at home, and then they play Para at home. So they've got a couple of yeah. games that that are playing at home, especially that one in Parramatta yep. in round 24. Well, if Parramatta um, lose tonight and if Parramatta lose next week, then they are, again, I have to look at for and against, but they probably will be out of the eight. Well, they will be because yeah. of for and against. You're yeah. exactly right. So, And there's only, um, sorry, but Sats, there's only four points between ninth and fourth. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's a tight competition. If they win tonight, they play finals. Yeah, okay. If they don't, they're going to walk the, the tightrope. They'll be playing the Dragons, I believe, in round 25, last round of the season, Yep. to decide whether they're going to play finals or not. And it might then come down to they've got to beat the Dragons by a big score on for and against. So what you're saying is that whoever loses tonight is gone for the year, even though the Eels I will still be are. in the eights. Yeah, I agree with you, okay. Jace. I think, I think if Manly win, again, they reintroduce themselves to the finals, um, potential finals. But if the Eels lose, yep. yeah, I I, I, I'm not very confident of them making the finals. And you'd expect Moses them. being out for three to four weeks as yeah, well. Yeah, that's not good. And you'd expect mm. the Rabbitohs will beat the Warriors on Saturday. So yeah. uh, the last time these teams met, got to go in a sec, uh, it was the Eels, 22-20 winners. And that was the game where Manly lost Tom Travojevic for the season yeah. with that shoulder injury. Rightio. Mm. Uh, what's your tip? Quick one. I'm going to take Manly. Yeah, me too. Uh, only because it's at home. And no Mitch Mitch Moses. Yep. I'm with you on that. Uh, this can is... I just quickly say, I hope Jacob Arthur, Brad Arthur's son, I hope he has an absolute blinder. Rightio, this is Off the Bench with Sats and Jace back in a mo. Quick play of the, the ball. Yeah, they go now out the back. Oh, Bat it on! 
Tedesco. Momorowski gets the try, just like one of our listeners predicted. First of the night, 4-0. The Roosters are leading, thanks to mate, Australia's most satisfied NBN customer. They come down a short Good side. Vision. Oh, Walker went early with the kick. Oh! oh. Ezra, oh, sorry, Tessie New tried to bat it over the dead ball Butcher. line. He's Nat Butcher it. claimed wow. it. Todd Smith pointed to the spot and said, I agree with you, Nat. So they might have gone back-to-back tries here, the Roosters, on the back of the penalty. Lovely early kick from Sammy Walker. Took everyone by surprise. Oh. But yeah, that's try. Keary full of running. Oh. Crichton's going to reach out and score. Just too big, too strong, too athletic, and too much to handle for the little number seven for the Broncos. The Roosters have scored their third. They are marching through this Broncos defence. Now, Turpin out of dummy half. Here's Mam. Mam all the way out the back. Gave it to Oates, and that's a try. The little tip on came from Capewell. It's really nicely worked. Bad defensive read by someone or someones from the Roosters. Keary, double pump, the double pump. Spinning in the tackle, getting over. Butcher's got his second. Butcher scored the try. Great effort. He had to spin in the tackle to get it down. Payne Haas was there. Ezra Mam as well. But the nuggety back row for the Roosters has deserved that try. He's worked hard all night, and they get the first of the second half. Just what the Broncos didn't want. Throws it over the top. Lovely pass. Charges back in for the try. Corey Oates has got his second, and the Broncos back into the contest. They'll kick the goal as well. It'll be 24 points to 10. The scoreline there for top dollar metal recyclers. Gets out of dummy half and then he throws long to Kiri. Kiri dummied. Went straight through. The interesting part about this, this is Luke Kiri on the right side of the field. We haven't seen that a whole lot in his short but celebrated career. Try to the Roosters, extend their lead, 28 points to 10. And that's all thanks to Harvey Norman. Yeah, but that was just great running skills by Cleary. But it's all, all by the, uh, the the go forward by the uh, the Roosters. Now Catewell, dummy, step, straightens up, gets over for a try. So Catewell's been a try provider. Now he's a try scorer tonight. And the scoreline, 30 points to 14. We've got a kick to come here. Seven and a bit minutes remaining. Whoa. Then they go at the back to Desco. Over the top, Suwali. Lovely hands. A dive into the in-goal area for the 19-year-old. So Joseph gets his first tonight. The Roosters extend their lead. 34-16 is the scoreline. Now, this might be very much door snake material. There we go. It's a little grubber kick that they attempted. Here's Manu. Flicked it out the back. So he got the ball. Now Walker stands there. Reynolds hugs him. (laughs) <laughs> and that signifies the end of the game. So the two number sevens play, uh, trade pleasantries. And the song rings out for the Roosters. These do know how to play the game. They've played it really well. And in the end, they've run out victors 34-16 over the Brisbane Broncos. There's the highlights on SCN League 34-16. Uh, the Broncos going down to the Roosters at the SCG last night. What did you make of the game, Sats? Yeah, they're not in a good way, the Brisbane Broncos, Jace. Uh, they, all of a sudden, we looked at the scoreboard and it was 18-0 in a blink to the Roosters. They came out on fire. They got in the face of the Broncos. They rattled the Broncos a little bit. They took a lot of their time off them. Adam Reynolds kicking game off as well because they took his time away from him. And, and when he hasn't got his kicking game on song, well, they don't get really good field position. So without trying to bore everyone here with stats and everything, 
Um, it was quite convincing in the end. They went through a period there where they fell asleep, the Roosters. They allowed the Broncos to score a couple of tries. There was a try by Corey Oates. His second try was one of the, the best forward passes I've seen in a lot of years <laughs> of the NFL. And um, But it pretty convincing in the end for the Roosters. I think... I think they are just humming beautifully for the finals. And now they've got Sam Verrill's back. They've got a recognised hooker back, and he's back full-time, playing 80 minutes, and he's been the difference with the side, Luke. Keary coming back from those head knocks. Uh, Angus Crichton back to good form. Nat Butcher, unsung hero, scored two tries. What about the Warrior? What about the modern-day Warrior just standing with all the blood all over his jersey? And Radley. Victor Radley. The, yeah. you know, Victor the Inflictor was, again, outstanding. So... Yeah, they've still got uh, Siwa Taukeaho to come back. They've still got Satili Tupanua. They've got – actually, they probably wouldn't get – they won't get Tupanua for the finals, but they've still got some, some players to come back from injury as well. So they are priming beautifully for the finals, the Roosters. Is that over for the Broncos? We talked about before. They're in a bit of trouble. They're, they're, there are concerns around the Bronx. There are. There are. It looks like they've just hit a wall at this mm. stage of the season when, you know, they've been up all year and they've had players that have represented in – in origin as well, and probably yep. feeling the effects of that, and Pat Carrigan being suspended. So that's a big it, loss. It's a huge loss. So they get the Knights. I think it's the Knights next week yep. at home. Yep, they do. And um, which you know you'd think, well, you thought that with the Tigers, and the Tigers end up getting the getting the chocolates in that game. But you'd think with a win against the Knights, it might get them back on on course a little bit. All right, 34-16, Thursday night football. The Roosters over the Broncos. Uh, stick around on Off the Bench when we come back. Great chat that you and Badge had with Josh King from the Storm next on Off the Bench. They'll go left this time, and it's Grant with a little grub, a very deft kick. Is it Pappenhausen there Got again? There. You bet it. No, it's Munster. King. Who's in there? King. <laughs> Same haircut. Take Same your man. pick. <laughs> wow. Josh King. Just the third try of his career. And he takes the lead out to 10-0. Yeah, it was. Uh, we finally got there. Matty White calling that on uh, SCN. He's joining us now, Joshy King from the Melbourne Storm. G'day, Josh. How are we, boys? Yeah, good. Now, fresh from the massage table this afternoon and about to go out to a dinner. <laughs> I was going to ask him, oh, if you're fresh off the massage table, <laughs> true or false, can you confirm or deny that as part of Brandon Smith's suspension... Craig Bellamy made him massage the players. What? Yeah, yeah. I've seen him getting around a few. He was he was doubling up with some of the masseuses. I think Munster. He might have been massaging Munster's head for him or something. Actually, I read today he was, he was pretty downhearted because Craig wouldn't, for three weeks, would not let him train with the team. Yeah. And he's not happy at all about it. So he's back with you this week, is he? Yeah, yeah, Chase is back in the action. He's he's been um, last week as well. He was training a fair bit with us and into the ball work. So it's good to have him back. And obviously, he's a he's a good personality to have around training. Is he is he a little bit like the the energy bunny for the side? I mean, I've got to admit, over the last four weeks or five weeks, I, I felt as though you guys look a little bit flat in some areas. Is he the guy that lifts the energy for the side when he comes on? Oh, definitely. I think you can, you know, over his past performances over the years, you can see that. Um, like I said before, he's like an energizer bunny when he comes on and he's um, got really good explosive power. And um, that's what we need sometimes, uh, bringing that, I guess, that energy onto the field when all of us are a bit flat, um, when the game's really in the thick of it. 
Boys, uh, we're talking to Josh King from the Melbourne Storm. Can we yeah, ask we Josh some questions about himself rather yes. than asking about the cheese? It's we're bloody about rude. We're about to. <laughs> Get on with it. Um, okay. <laughs> Six years at the Knights and then the uh, the big the big move to Melbourne. Uh, you, you're feeling great about it, obviously, in a side that's a, a genuine contender? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I first signed down here halfway through last year, it was, um, you know, for me... It was really exciting to be able to come to such a successful club and um, be around such talented players and you know like that like you say that potential to um, win a few games and and make a final series. It was it was all very exciting. Josh, I've got to admit I've always a fan of you at Newcastle. I always thought you played a lot like one of their former Premiership front rows in in Glen Grief. Uh, same build, same sort of speed, and same the way that you played. Now, last year when your manager calls you and says, "Hey, the Melbourne Storm are interested." What goes through your mind as a player? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, to be honest with you. I've always thought that I would, I would love to be able to come to a, a club like the Storm. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before, their reputation around the league, I'd love to be able to come and, and see uh, how they go about their work and see why they're so successful. Um, and, you know, last year I wasn't... I played a fair few games for Newcastle, but wasn't playing a lot of minutes. I wouldn't say I was, um, you know, really doing much in the first grade side. And I've had a, had a couple of tough years before that, so... When he rings up, um, you know, saying the, the Melbourne Storm have showed a bit of interest, it was, um, yeah, crazy. I was blown away. Um, but so so keen and, um, you know, really excited to come down here. And Craig Bellamy, is he, uh, oh, I guess, well, doing a, a full uh, pre-season with him, is he everything you expected or is he or is he not quite as intense as, as he seems to be from the outside? No, definitely. He, he, I think Craig is very passionate about the things that um, – that he is passionate about, I guess you could say. Like he, he does them effort areas and that. He, he can get uh, pretty, pretty um, emotional about some of those sorts of things. But he's 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 a very down to earth bloke and um, you know a really good coach and uh, gets along with all the players. He's got a really good relationship with all the players and I think it's not just about footy. He generally cares about us as people as well, which is um, which is really important as a coach. Has anyone ever said to you you look a lot like Andrew Ryan? He does look doppelganger. Like, <laughs> do look like the bobcat. Yeah, have the you been told that? Oh, I've never, I've never got that one. Yeah, I'm telling you what, I've, I've seen a few different, yeah, a few different shots. I called the game on Friday night against the Warriors and and Melbourne, and we talked about it on air. Joel Kane and myself, how much he looks like Bobcat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you're a younger version of him, and but he was a hell of a good, yeah, hell of a good player. Yeah, so not yeah, a bad one. <laughs> hey, now the preseason army camps, Josh. They're famous at the Storm and. We've heard some great stories over the years where uh, players have come in on their f- their first um, in their first year and, and really impressed the coaching staff. I've, I've heard stories about Dallas Johnson, Billy himself as a young guy. Now you've gone down as part of the, that uh, that glory board of of players that have come into Melbourne have been really impressive. How tough was it? Is it everything you thought it was going to be? Um. I went in knowing that it was going to be tough. Like I've done similar things before, nothing as hard or as long as what the Melbourne Army camp was. But for me, um, you know, coming to the Storm, already played a few NRL games, a little bit older, I think, and um, you know, time to make up. You know, I was not a young, a young player anymore. I guess. So um, when I first signed down here, that was one of the things that I was really, I guess you could say, looking forward to in a way. Um, that was going to be my first shot to sort of show them. Um, you know, mentally what I could do and um, my resilience and all that. So uh, that for me, that was, I was always going into that with a pretty strong mindset that I wanted to do really well. 
Um, and like I say, it was it was very tough, three days or something, without a couple of nights without sleep and all the rest of it. And um, but it was good to get through that, and um, obviously probably that led to me being able to start 13 for the start of the year, being mm. able to uh, put put myself out there and, and show what I can do, I guess. In and, that and and you've done that, and you you've played. I think every game or all by one game this year. Have you worked out your excuse for next year for next off preseason, so you don't have to do the army camp? <laughs> I, I bumped into I bumped into Jeff <laughs> well, Lima years ago. I remember, never forget it. That he was sitting on the wharf at at uh, Newcastle after they'd played him the night before. It was it was early in the morning. He'd had a big night out, and we're just talking about stuff. And I said, "So how'd you get by, mate? How do you get by every year with under bellyache? It was early in the year, and I played with Craig." He get by every year, and he said, "I've never done one. I got a good excuse every year. Like it was about six years in a row." <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? Well, you meant you meant to only have to do it the first your first season down here. That's that's generally what happens. But there has been known to been a whole team army camps thrown in there over the years. But mm. one man that's um, he's doing all right is Jerome Hughes. He comes up with an excuse every year that he's um, another Kiwi. It's all back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, he might be one of Craig's favourite child, children, maybe. He's looking after him. That now, might be it. Now, if you could be any other teammate, who would it be and why? Oh, Ryan Pappenhausen, probably. He's um, He's got it all going for him, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> he's got the um, the rugby league career. He's got the off-field. I'd say there's a few people falling at his feet every now and then. So uh, <laughs> I think he's all Harry Grant. Harry Grant, mate, geez, he's looked after. Harry Grant. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's an easy road. No, I shouldn't say that. It's not an easy road for Harry Grant. <laughs> if, you had a, if you had a sister and there was one teammate you could trust to walk her home safely after a night out, which player would that be? Oh. Um, uh, it's not Christian Welch. Um, really? I'll say that for, for free. Yeah, he's, I, don't, I don't know about him. I'm not, sure, <laughs> not quite sure. No, no. Solid assassin. Actually good. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tyron Wishart. Tyron Wishart's a okay. good bloke. Like his old man, he's, he's a pretty pretty good fella. I don't mind Tyron. He, he has his days. I reckon I know who the answer to this is going to be. If one of your players could be Prime Minister for a week, who do you think would have the credentials? I think the man I just spoke yeah. about a second ago, Christian Welch. Yep. He, um, he's all over it, mate. He's... He's a very smart man and he's pretty business-minded as well. So um, I'd say there'll be a few people knocking on his door after footy to, um, like you say, lead lead a business or a country maybe. Who knows? Yeah. And your sister could be the first lady. Maybe. Oh, yeah. come on. Now, what, <laughs> now, <laughs> he said no. <laughs> now, Josh, one player you couldn't live with and why? Jeez, um, couldn't live with probably Cameron Munster. He's just too on the go, too much energy. There would be no downtime. He's just bouncing off the walls everywhere, isn't he? Is he? <laughs> Can you imagine being his fiance? Oh. That'd be a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, final one. Which player? Now, you're sitting in a in a comedy club, and all of a sudden they announce that the comedian can't come out on stage for whatever reason. Can anyone from the crowd, anyone from the Melbourne Storm, get up here and give us a 15-minute comedy skit? Who would it be? Oh, comedy skit. Would it be you, Josh? No, no, no. I don't have a funny bone in my body. No good. <laughs> maybe, maybe cheese. Cheese has got some good stories. I tell you what. I don't know about, I don't know about jokes, but cheese, 
I think you can tell that Cheese's life, he's got some good stories getting around. So, um, yeah, we'll, th- we'll throw Cheese in there. Brandon good stuff. Right All right, mate. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, um, Josh. Now you've got to go to a dinner. You've had your massage. You're off to a dinner tonight. Jeez, you're busy. What's, you're busy what's down the there dinner? in Melbourne, aren't you? I've been pampered. Yeah. I've been pampered and now, yeah, going for dinner. I've got to say right. quickly, Josh, hockey. enjoy how you're playing this year. I think you're having a great season. Well yeah, done. Good stuff. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, boys. It's Josh, definitely been a good move for me, I think, and yep. hopefully we can continue it. A culture shock from Newcastle to Melbourne. Uh, big, I mean, they're Winter? into skivvies down there, and they wear. What's the go with no socks and wearing your trousers and too is it, short? Is it true or false that you're now drinking goat's milk with your coffee? <laughs> goat's milk lattes. Yeah. <laughs> Yak milk. <laughs> Chai lattes, you're like an almond chai latte. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Go for a hard Melbourne black coffee in Newcastle. Yeah, I've, I've got me um, I've got me turtleneck on and me scarf wrapped around <laughs> leather jeans, leather pants, <laughs> and, oh, and a really cravat. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Joshy King from the Melbourne Storm. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. The mum, thanks so much, the, boys. The Maitland pumpkin it. pickers would be kicking you out of there, <laughs> yeah, out of there straight away. Um, Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Certainly is. I hope uh, the start to your weekend's going all right. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here uh, with Off the Bench. Time to get a racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Chris Nelson's joining us. Nelson, how are you? Jace, very well, thanks, Jace. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Badge. Uh, sorry, Badge. Sorry. Pick, pick, pick one, mate. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. Well, now, it's money. That- Sorry, mate. Yeah, Sorry. he's got a lot of... Qu- you know, Badge and I on Sports Day on a Thursday night always end the song, uh, the show with a song. And his oh, was, uh, was mine, uh, Love Your Way, Powderfinger. Okay. What was that in, in eight? It's just like, my favourite song. It was my birthday. So there's no theme behind it? No, it was my birthday. It was oh, a okay. song for me. You know what his was? Happy I love, birthday. Thanks, mate. I love Money by the Beatles. And of course you do. Yeah. Because that's what you want to hear, a bloke playing song about money when he, he's got more than he can handle. More than the Beatles. <laughs> more than the Beatles, that's right. Wow. All together. Anyway, this conversation's between us. Uh, let's move on to a weekend of racing. Um, there's a few things happening around the southeast. Yeah, there is. We've got a big day at uh, town. Well, it's not the southeast, but we've got a big day at Townsville, a little bit further north. That's the Townsville Cup and the Cleveland Bay handicap for the sprinters. So it's their big day of the year. There'll be a massive crowd there at uh, Cluden Park in Townsville. So good luck to them. And, and can Sale bring off the uh, the Mackay Cup uh, Townsville double? Remains to be Do you seen. Think he's got he a can? very wide gate. Uh, yeah, I think he can. He's got a wide gate, but he'll go back anyway. And he's a sort of horse that needs a, a soft or cold ride earlier. They bring him to the outside and run on. He's no good. And he gets strung up between rivals so many times. He really should not be looking for runs from gate number 20 before scratchings uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, I think he's got a good chance, Sale. Uh, the main meeting in uh, Queensland, or the Brisbane meeting, is at uh, Doombin. We race at the Gold Coast. We race at Toowoomba. Uh, so, yeah, really good days racing coming up, guys. $50. I got $50, Chris, this weekend. Gamble, respons- it on? No, gamble responsibly, everyone. I would, if I had $50 like you have, uh, Sats, I would mm-hmm. have it. I'd have $25 a win on two horses. Can we do that? Yep. They're both around 4 or $5. Race five, number four, Ocean Treaty. Second up, good run first up, narrowly beaten in a very, very uh, close photo. Four horses crossed the line together. And the big G, race eight, number eight, Garibaldi. There we go. He's picking yep. it again. Uh, 
Yeah, well, he's law of averages. Law of averages say yeah, it's going right. to win one time. Yeah, it's got to win one eventually. And I just think uh, this is a nice race for Garibaldi. Angela Jones will ride. Will carry 52.5 kilos. Carried 59 last start. Some conjecture whether the horse will stay back in the field or go forward. Personally, I'd like to see it go forward. Tony Gollan tells me they might not go forward. But he's trained a few more winners than I have. So I don't mind. Whatever he wants to do is fine, as long as the horse wins. So 25 on each of those two. Rightio, gamble responsibly, of course. And, uh, mate, uh, the twins and I, Ari and Amani, we're going to the Gold Coast Turf Club on uh, for Excellent. my birthday. Uh, any tips there, mate? Uh, not as yet. Okay, I'll, thanks for uh, that. I'll text you some through a bit later on. No worries. Thank you. Uh, everyone else has tuned out, but I'm just making sure I look after myself. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Before we go on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What about you, Sats? Uh, a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, I love the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, and... I'm over it. I'm over it. Why would you say that? I'm for? sick of winning. I'm sick of winning. I'm over winning now. And you, you know the thing is, when we're at the Olympics and we don't win gold medals, everyone goes, "Everyone oh, complains." Sick of the Olympics. <laughs> so, as you know, I love my boxing, and we've got a lot of Australian boxers that have positioned themselves in the semi-finals, and the finals are on Sunday. So, I'm nice. looking forward to semi-finals and the finals for the boxing and. Also, um, mm. we're all guaranteed medals at this stage. Just got to get through the finals. Um, but I'm really looking forward to calling the West Tigers and Knights game in Campbelltown. And people will be saying, why? What? Yeah, I know. But I love watching the West Tigers win and play. And they, when they won uh-huh. last week, I thought it was great against the Broncos. And if they beat the Knights two in a row, they haven't done that for a while. So I'll be washing my hair at 4.05 on Sunday afternoon. You know what I'm looking for? The Bunnies, obviously, against the Warriors. I need a big win from the Bunnies to be convinced that we're going to go into the finals, deep in the finals. We're sitting in eighth spot. So yeah. we're a little bit, you know, uh, I'm a little bit nervous. We should be in the top four, the Rabbitohs. I look forward to them winning big, hopefully. Uh, you know what also I'm looking forward to? And you put What's me on to this. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to listen to another episode of Sports Bazaar or Bazaar Sports. It's great, isn't it? Titus O'Reilly and Mick, Mick Malloy. If you haven't, have, we're going to have Titus on Sports Day next week. If you haven't heard this podcast, download it uh, and have a listen. It is amazing. It's called Yeah, the best part Bizarre about it, Jason, they're only about 35, 40 minutes each, yeah, each they're great. Uh, podcast. And they focus on a different encounter or a different game Stupidity. or sport, yeah. whatever it may be. He does a Tonya Harding How good and is Nancy it? Kerrigan one. And it, yes, How it's, good is this? It, it wasn't a, a great end no. for Nancy Kerrigan and, and or Tonya Harding as well. But they talk about... How oh, the like planning the dumbest criminals in the history <laughs> trying to plan that, that which one's uh, that which assault one, on Nancy Kerrigan? Which one's Nancy Kerrigan again? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, so the, the a spoiler here. The guy that goes to to kneecap kneecap Nancy Kerrigan while she's training, um, he actually walks up to someone in the velodrome and says. <laughs> Which one's Nancy Kerrigan? I saw that one out there that's uh, that's training at the moment. What she looked like. Honestly, world's dumbest criminals. And used his own credit card to pay for a hotel room. And some other stuff, some videos. Uh, Anyway, got to go. This has been uh, Off the Bench. (laughs) Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, Sports Day, back Monday night with Badge and Sats. See you then. See ya.